0: Oh, well done, Watson. There's been an accident. Huh? Here he is. Look. This is no accident, Watson. It would take a terrible blow to crush a man's skull like this. The poor fellow's been brutally murdered. My medical training had given me some preparation for the many faces of death. And on several investigations with my friend Sherlock Holmes, I had reason to be grateful. My name is Watson, Dr. Watson, so often privileged to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I will tell you what happened in the case of the Priory School. We had some dramatic entrances and exits upon our small stage at 221B Baker Street, Sherlock Holmes and I, but I can't recollect any as sudden and startling. As the first appearance of Dr. Thornycroft Huxtable, M.A., Ph.D., etc., etc., his card seemed too small to carry the weight of his academic distinctions. But he himself was large and pompous, the embodiment I'd position and solidity. But this impression lasted little longer than his greeting. How do you do, gentlemen? I am very, very... Oh, great, oh, great heavens, Holmes. Let's see... Uh, well, the old remedy's the thing here. Brandy and water again? Great believer, Ed who does the trick, you must admit. Oh, I do. Ah, he's beginning to stir. Uh, return ticket from Mackleton in his watch pocket. That's in the north. He must have started out early. Oh, there Holmes? It's coming round. Only curiosity, Watson. No. Ah. Mr. Holmes, do forgive this weakness. Oh, it's nothing, Doctor. Here, let me help you into this chair. Uh, oh, thank you. You are very kind. Oh, then, there uh, you are, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, Mr. Holmes, it's absolutely imperative that you come back to Mackleton with me by the next train. Oh, I'm afraid that's quite out of the question. Mr. Holmes, have you heard nothing of the abduction of the Duke of Holderness's son? Holderness? The former cabinet minister? Exactly so. The Duke of Holderness committed his only son, young Lord Sulta, to my charge. Little did I know it was the prelude of the most crushing misfortune of my life. Pray go on with your account, Dr. Huxtable? Uh, Of course. Well, the boy arrived on May the 1st. A charming youth, but I venture to say far from happy at home. Uh, His parents separated, you know, not long before the boy came to me. Yes, I remember that. The Duchess went to live in the south of France, didn't That is so the boy's sympathies were very much with her i gather but he had to remain with his father anyway he settled down at the priory at once that's good then yes well he was found to be missing first thing last tuesday morning his bed had been slept in and he obviously got dressed in his usual school suit when the alarm was raised, I at once called the roll of the whole establishment, boys, masters and servants. It revealed that Lord Soltier hadn't disappeared alone. No? No. Heidegger, the German art master, was missing also. Ah. His bed had also been slept in, but he seemed to have gone away partly dressed. His shirt and socks were lying on the floor. His bicycle was missing from the shed. Surely there's an official investigation afoot. Yes, though only locally. It has proved completely disappointing so far. The whole affair has been handled deplorably. I quite agree, sir. But I am not to blame. I knew of your reputation and wanted to come here at once. But his grace would not countenance it. Actually, Holderness Hall is quite close to the priory school. And at first we all thought that the boy must have gone there. Some sudden burst of homesickness, you know. It does happen. But the Duke was as surprised as we were when he heard the news. Had the boy a bicycle? No. Was any bicycle missing other than the Germans, I knew? Mean? No, none. I see. Did anyone call to see the boy on the day before he disappeared? No. Did he get any letters? Uh, yes, he did get one letter uh, from his father. How do you know it is from his father? The coat of arms on the envelope and his Grace's handwriting. It is easily recognizable. Had the boy ever had a letter from France? From France? Why, no. I should have remembered that. You said, though, that the boy's sympathies were with his mother. Who told you that? I had a confidential talk with His Grace's secretary, Mr. James Wilder. I see. Mr. Holmes, I shall have to be leaving for Euston. I must get back to the school at a time like this, you understand. We shall be leaving for Euston, Dr. Huxtable? Ah, Captain. You, I, and my friend Watson here. This case of the Priory School has some singular features, yet it should be capable of solution if the scent isn't too cold around your door dr huxtable perhaps two old hounds like watson and myself may get a step well gentlemen this is the priory school uh, yeah. uh, roberts these gentlemen mm-hmm. cooks if you please very well dr huxtable yes. sir uh, sir yes the duke is here sir oh. his grace is in the study and mr wilde is with him sir he seems rather upset. Oh, dear me! I, I, I must see them without delay. Come, gentlemen, and I will introduce you at once. Oh, yes, Thank you. Oh. good evening, your grace. Good evening, Huxtable. Uh, may I introduce Mr. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson? Your grace, oh, how do you do? And Mr. Wilder, his grace's secretary. Oh, how, do you, how do you do, Doctor Huxtable? I called on you this morning too late to prevent you from starting for London. His Grace was very surprised to learn that your object was to invite Mr. Holmes to undertake this case. Oh, but surely, Mr. Holmes... You are well aware, Dr. Huxtable, that his Grace is particularly anxious to avoid all public scandal. He prefers to take as few people as possible into his confidence. Oh, your, your, your grace. You I have done uh, uh, wisely uh, to consult me, Dr. Axel. Uh, but since Mr. Holmes has already been taken into your confidence, it would be absurd for us not to avail ourselves of his services. I thank your grace. May I ask whether you have formed any explanation as to your son's disappearance? No, sir, I have not. Uh, forgive me for asking this, but do you think her grace had anything to do with it? I, uh, I do not think so. The other most obvious explanation is that he's been kidnapped. Have you received any demand for ransom? No, sir. Your Grace, your son received a letter from you on the day this incident occurred. Was there anything in it which might have induced him to run away from here? No, sir, there certainly was not. Did you post that letter yourself? I beg your pardon. Mr. Holmes, his Grace is not in the habit of posting letters himself. This one was laid with others on the study table for me to put into the postbag. I see. You remember seeing this particular letter, Mr. Wilder? I do. How many letters did your Grace write that day, may I ask? Oh, 20 or 30, I suppose I have a large correspondence. But surely all this is rather irrelevant. Not entirely. For my part, Mr. Holmes, I have advised the police to turn their attention to the south of France. The lad had the most wrong-headed opinions about some things, and it is possible he might have fled to my wife and that this German has helped him. And now, gentlemen, good day to you all. This case grows upon me, Watson. Certainly mysterious, all right. There are one or two geographical features I'd like to acquaint you with. Oh, me and... I got hold of this large-scale ordnance map. mm Mm-hmm. Look here. This dark square, see? Yeah. Is the Priory School. As see, 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 Here's the main road running east and west past it. Now, by a happy chance, we're able to check what passed along this road during the night in question. Mm-hmm. At this point to the east... Where my pipes lying a constable was on duty from 12 to 6 he's positive the man and boy could not have passed without him seeing them good what about the other direction down the road to the west here is the red bull now on that night the landlady was ill she sent to mackleton for a doctor but he was out on another case and he didn't get to her until morning Mm -hmm. the people at the inn were worried and they swear that one or another of them was on the alert all night continually looking along the road waiting to see the doctor coming they saw no man or boy. Well, supposing they went across country. Oh, but what about the bicycle? Um, a good cyclist doesn't need a road, does he? Well, no, he doesn't. Very well. Then, assuming that the cycle was used and not along the road, this is the only possible direction. Yeah. To the north, here, across oh. this moorland. It's intersected with paths and sparsely populated. Mm-hmm. To the south, here, towards me, there are mm-hmm. obstacles, stone walls, and so on. No. They would take to the moor. Hmm, seems like it, Holmes. So it's the moor we must search tomorrow. Then, yes. I'll wake you early, and we shall have a long day ahead of us. Hello, hello, hello! What have we here? Have you found something, Holmes? Oh, I see a perfect bicycle tire mark. Oh, but we don't know whether it's the bicycle, do no way. I am familiar with 42 different impressions left by tires. From what the other masters could tell me, this was the make of Tyre Heidegger had on his machine. Stanley. And the rider was traveling away from the priority school. How can you tell that? <laughs> Simple. Just look at these impressions. Some are deeper than others in this soft ground. Mm. So obviously, the deeper are those of the rear wheel with all the rider's weight on it. You can see several places where they pass over the shallower ones. So then, let us follow and see what else we may find. Oh, over here. I found him. Heidegger. Oh, well done, Watson. This has been an accident. What? I just happened to spot the bicycle wheel glinting through these bushes. Here he is. Look. But this is no accident, Watson. The poor fellow's been brutally murdered. The body and the bicycle concealed here. There's uh, no doubt that this is Heidegger. And who else? He fits all the descriptions I've had. It would take a terrible blow to crush a man's skull like this. Now, he threw a coat on over his night things and put on his shoes, but not his socks. But the boy, we're told, was fully dressed when he disappeared. Looks as though the German had to act quickly. Exactly. And why? Because he looked out of his bedroom window and saw the boy leaving. Oh, I see. He threw on his things and set off after him. Why, on a bicycle? Surely he could have caught him on foot. No. No, the boy was moving too quickly for him. Well, let us continue our reconstruction. Where we are now is some five miles from the school. At this point, the pursuer met his death. And how? By a great blow, hard enough and vicious enough to crush his skull. A ten-year-old boy couldn't have done that. Then the boy did have someone with him. Almost certainly. But we're forgetting one thing, Watson. What's that? We've searched minutely around the body, and have we found the track of any other bicycle than this? Well, now you come to mention it, we haven't. Or any footprints? No, not at all. Just cow's hoof marks all over the place. I I thought we were getting on too well. I say, look, there's a fellow cutting Pete about half a mile back. Mm. We must send him off with a message to the police about this unfortunate German. Then there's nothing for us, I'm afraid, but to go on in the direction these cycle tracks were heading and see where it leads to, if anywhere. (laughs) so glad to see an in ahead of me i've been to agree with you what's the fighting cock from the look of its sign oh. i've had vision to the square meal ever since we left those segments oh. oh i say holmes what's the matter it's not very lame well i must have twisted my ankle watson loose stone just now you oh, all right right in a minute or two perhaps oh, i'll take a look at that when we get indoors here come on take my arm oh thank you ah this must be the landlord I hope his food looks more savory than he does. Good day, Mr. Reuben Hayes. I suppose you haven't such a thing as a carriage in your stables. You? No, I have not. I've to get my name so pat. It's printed on the board above your head. Uh. Oh, by the by, I twisted my ankle just up the road there. I can hardly put my foot to the ground. Don't put it to ground, baby. Yes, but I can't walk. Well, then, hop. I I could just manage a bicycle with one foot, I think. I'd pay a sovereign the house. Ah. Uh? Where do you want to go? To Holdenness Hall. Oh? Are you pals of the Duke, then? Well, we have news of his son for him. You're looking for the lad, are you? We were, but he's been seen. Where? In Liverpool. They expect to get him any time now. Oh, well, that's good news, then, isn't it? Now, surely you can help my friend in some way. He, he can't walk on like this. I happen I can. Uh, you got a bicycle, friend? No, haven't got no bicycle. I tell you what, though, I'll let you have two horses to take you as far as the oars. It's only a couple of miles. Capital. And now I think we'll have something to eat if you'll be so kind. Right, gents. First door on the left as you go in. I'll just go and see what I can find for thee. Thank you. Now, come on, sir. Pean on me as heavily as you like. Thank you. Well, here we are. Good. (sighs) Good. And thank you for your comfort and aid, Watson. Well, see, uh, my ankle is better already for your sympathy. Oh, Holmes, what game are you up to now? I could have sworn that was a very nasty spray. Well, I thought if our landlord had a bicycle, I should like to have a look at it. All well, he seems to have is a couple of horses. <laughs> Watson. Hmm? What? Cows, Watson. Cows? Did you see any on the moor? No, no, I didn't. Nor did I. Well, then. But there were hoof marks all over the place where Heidegger was killed. That's right. I thought at the time, funny place to have cows milling around, which you never know, there were cow hoof marks, weren't there? Oh, yes. Quickly, Watson, before he comes back, we must nip round to his stables and see what we can see. The stable. right oh. Now, don't forget about the limp, though, Holmes. Now, the noble steeds <laughs> he's <laughs> going to hire Shaggy-looking, brutes. Let's have a look at his hoop. See, Watson? See what? Old shoes, but new nails. Watson, this case deserves to become a classic. All right. Look how his nails look me. Hey, You! You infernal spite! What are you doing there? Why, Mr. Reuben Hayes, one might think that you were afraid of our finding something else. Now, look here, mister. I don't care for folks poking about my place without leave. The sooner you pay your score and get in your way, the better I'll be pleased. Now, look here! All right, Mr. Hayes. No harm meant. We've been having a look at your horses, but I think I'll try to walk after all. It's not far, I believe. What? We were getting warm at that inn, as the children say. We get colder every step we take away from it. Mm-hmm. No. No, I can't possibly leave it. I must take another look at the place in a less obtrusive way. All right. Up on this bank. Will do, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's better. Hello. What have you seen? There's a fellow on a bicycle coming from the direction of the hall. Yeah, he's moving, too. Get down behind this bramble, right. quick. Oh. Ow. Let's see who it is. Duke's secretary, Wilder. So it is. Come Watson. let's see what he's up to bicycling about the countryside. We shan't see anything at all soon. It's getting dark. Oh, I hadn't noticed. <sighs> ah, they've just lit the lamp in that first floor room. I think we'll hold on here until it's dark enough to go down and take a really close look. Understand all these arrivals and departures. First, Wilder on his bicycle, and then a pony trap rushes off towards Chesterfield. Then another gallop's up here to hmm. What's the Hmm. Watson, I want to take a peep through that first floor window. Do you think you could make a bag for me? Window, right. Up you go. <coughs> right, Ready. Holmes come along Watson I think we've gathered all that we can tonight I must telegraph to Chesterfield and tomorrow morning I think we'll pay a visit to Holderness Hall ah, good morning mr. Wilder dr. Watson and I have come to see his grace I'm sorry mr. Holmes his grace is far from well he has been very much upset by the tragic news yesterday about Heidegger The Dr. Huxtable telegraphed at once. I understand, but I must see the Duke, Mr. Wilder. Well, Mr. Holmes, what can I do for you, Your Grace? I think I could speak more freely in Mr. Wilder's absence. Oh? Oh, well, then he had better go. Uh, as Your Grace wishes. Now, Mr. Holmes. Your Grace, your son is at the Fighting Cock Inn, about two miles from your park gates. The the fighting cock. Yes. And uh, whom do you accuse? I accuse you, Your Grayson. Hmm? I looked through a window there last night and saw you and your son together. Yes. Mr. Holmes, I offered a substantial reward to the person whose information should restore my son to me. If this need go no further than your friend here and yourself... I am ready to write a check for double the sum. There is a man's death to be accounted for. Well, surely a man cannot be condemned for a murder at which he was not present. He's horrified to hear of it. I take it your words apply to Mr. James Wilder. Yes, yes. And that he is not the murderer. No, the murderer has got clear by now. Mr. Reuben Hayes, landlord of the Fighting Cock, was arrested at Chesterfield on my information at 11 o'clock last night. Hayes caught? I'm very glad to know it, sir. And now we must give our attention to what can be done to extricate my son from this situation. Oh, Lord Soltar is perfectly safe now. I mean my son, James. James? James Wilder. Your secretary. No, sir, my son. Oh, Your Grace, I didn't... Your uh... Grace, I must ask you to be more explicit. Mr. Holmes, I will conceal nothing from you. When I was young, I loved with such a love as comes only once in a lifetime. I offered the lady marriage, but she refused it because such a match might ruin my career... She died, leaving me with this child, James. I see. I couldn't openly acknowledge his relationship to me, so I tried to make it up to him by giving him the best of educations and keeping him as close to me as I could. Yes, but he found out my secret. Ever since, he's held over me his power to provoke a scandal at any time. He was also inordinately jealous of my legitimate son and heir. Indeed, he hates him. That is why I sent Arthur, um, Lord Saltire, to what I thought was the safety of Dr. Huxtable's priory school. Your Grace, I think I can continue the story now. Will you permit me? Why, of course, if you can. You wrote to Lord Saltire the day before he was kidnapped, but James Wilder inserted into your letter a note asking the boy to meet him behind the school late that night. He probably said he had a message from the Duchess for him. How could you know this? I assume it. In detail, it may not be quite precise. In general, I'm sure it is. Pray go on then, Mr. Holmes. Lord Soltar came to the appointment and found the accomplice, Reuben Hayes, there with a pony. He was forced to mount, and they went off across the moor. It appears, however, that the German master, Heidegger, saw the boy leave and followed him on his bicycle. When he caught up with them, Hayes killed him brutally. Hayes then took your son onto his inn, where the boy has been a prisoner ever since. Well, I don't know how you arrive at all that about the pony and the bicycle and so on. Oh, the whole story was written plainly on the surface of the moor for us to read, wasn't it, Watson? Well, there were marks and tracks of one kind and another, but I'm hanged if I can see how they all come into it. Those cows, for instance. Cows? Cows, Watson? Well, yes, Holmes, you remember the marks of their hoofs all around where we found the body. Cows on the moor? (laughs) You can take it from me, Mr. Holmes. No cows are on that moor, nor ever have been to my knowledge. I quite agree. What... Your Grace, may I ask you to finish the narrative for us? Uh, well, James was quite unnerved by the death of the German master. He told me where Arthur was held, but begged me to keep his secret until he could find a way of, well, clearing everything up. You agree? On condition that I should be able to go and see Arthur for myself after nightfall. James at once rode off on his bicycle to tell Hayes. Ah, yes. Dr. Watson and I saw him at the inn hayes lost no time in making off in his track i went there some time afterwards and i gather you saw me with my son just so Holmes. Holmes, i've told you all i can i've been frank with you please be as frank with me i will in the first place your grace i'm bound to tell you that you've condoned a felony and aided the escape of a murderer i'm ready to take all the consequences oh i'm not here in an official position and there's no reason so long as the ends of justice are served why, I should disclose all I know. Hmm. Hayes will be hanged, never doubt that. As for your son James, I would warn your grace that his continued presence in your household can only lead to misfortune. I understand that, Mr. Holmes, and she's already settled that he shall seek his fortune in Australia. Then my friend Watson and I can congratulate ourselves upon several happy results from our little visit to the North. Yes, indeed, Holmes. Mr. Holmes, uh, here is your cheque. Thank you, Your Grace. But before you go, what is all that about cows on the moor? Yes, Holmes, I want to know that, too. The answer is behind you, sir. I'm afraid I don't quite follow. Uh, This glass case, and the most interesting of all, the exhibits inside. Oh, those. Yes, of course. Uh, Yes, they were dug up in the bed of the moat some years ago. What are they, Your Grace? Oh, they're supposed to have been used by some of the marauding barons of holiness in the Middle Ages. They attached them to the horse's hooves. You see, they're, they're shaped below with a cloven foot of iron, so that the horses' tracks would look like cows and throw pursuers off the scent. <laughs> I suggest, Your Grace, you examine them closely. I fancy you'll find a few traces of very recent mud if you run your finger along them. Yes, it's the second most interesting object that I've seen in the North. Oh, and the first? This check you gave me. You see. I am a poor man, your Grace. The Priory School was one of the stories of Sherlock Holmes, written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. My real name is Norman Shedding. My friend Carlton Hobbs played Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. Michael Hardwick wrote the script for this BBC production from London. Need I say, I look forward to the pleasure of your company again and soon for more of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes.